Not like anybody's gonna call me during the podcast. I guess mom might. Maybe. Anyway. I get calls. Yeah, but you're a person who gets calls. I don't get very many calls. I don't do that. I really don't get that many calls. Um, yeah. Are you? Uh, maybe if you went to bed before nine a.m. I'm just you'd waking be awake. up. But, well, no. I, if I went to bed and got eight hours of sleep, I'd be awake. But that's also true. Yeah. You should really try that. Have you heard about that sleep schedule where it's like you Normal? sleep for like two hours and then like oh, wake up? Uh, the, I forget what it's called. I do too. But it's it starts, with, it starts with like a K. Yeah, it's it's super weird. I don't think Car- anyone Carmen no. Anyone no. with a regular job or with a significant other probably couldn't do I, this. I think it's I think it's sleeping for twenty minutes every four hours. Yeah, it's something like that. Like you very um, you, you. I don't plan on space doing it that. out. So as soon as you close your eyes, you're like deep rim. Like, yeah, boom, I mean, you're there. I don't plan on trying to do that. It's, it's super interesting, but it would never work for like a regular person. Anybody, yeah. I would hate it. The reason why you don't hear about people doing it is because it's really inconvenient. It I've heard about really people work. doing it, but usually it's the person who a is like a programmer or something like that who like works from home, yeah. and b is like single and not trying to maintain relationships with like Anybody? the outside world. Yeah. <laughs> so if they tried to do sixty-seven episodes of a podcast, it just wouldn't work. Hey, I know what that hey. means. How's everyone doing? Well, 66 until this <laughs> one comes it. out. Ah. It'd be 66 for until Thursday. Sure. Yeah. yeah. But, but the people who are listening are listening on Thursday. So it is. Or right. they're listening on Tuesday night. Oh, if they're listening to well, it this on your stream. Because you fair. preview True. the podcast a night early hey, you know what's interesting or two nights for, early. for once i get to come home in the middle of your stream it's true that like never happens well i'll and it depends on when you get back from practice that's a good well i'm gonna be getting back at like 10 something oh yeah 10? i should be done by then well yeah because it's from 7 to like 9 15 oh people are probably really confused you're leaving the house apartment i left the house this morning well this afternoon okay sorry but... you're leaving to go do a practice what are you practicing yeah, rowing Rowing? Yeah. Row, row, row Crew, your boat? Crewing. Yeah, just a, a dinghy. A dinghy? A dinghy. <laughs> is this a multi-man boat, or is this uh, yes. a single boat? Yeah, no, these... The... So I, you're... I in... don't know how to row, so I definitely don't want to put be put in... Oh, what are they called? But you they're know called... how to row. A kayak? Uh, no, they're called... They're not called shells. They're called... There's a special word for, like, rowing, the, the rowing I don't boats. know anything about... Rowing, crewing. Um, Actually, anyway. Rob said, like, oh, you know, hey, he has practice today. I'm like, practice for what? He's like, yeah. crew? I'm like, what the hell's crew well, practice? Well, it's like, I, I don't know technique. Um, I'm massively right-handed, so I would just, like, row <laughs> to circle. the left. <laughs> to the left, to the left. Always. So just, that's uh, Going in a circle. Like, that's going to be something we actually have to work on probably a lot is, like, balance. I have rowed like my entire life. Yeah, I, I didn't. Love well, I see, I didn't do Boy Scouts, and so I didn't do. Well, I did do Boy Scouts, but it wasn't from Boy Scouts that I got into rowing. Oh, fair enough. Is this like your your like, first and only uh, team act or team? No, no, I was on. I did soccer in high school. Oh, that's and, right, you did and, do soccer and middle school, and I played baseball before as well. So I've I've done. I played t-ball. Does that count as baseball? No. no. Actually, no. It was more than t-ball because it was they did throw the ball, and the only time was I got it on coach base, pitch. Yeah, it was. I think the only time I got on base was when I got hit by the ball. Ouch. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah, no, I... I got I, on base, though. I played <laughs> through when I was 12, I want to say, and then I quit because I didn't really want to do travel baseball, and that was, like, the next option, and I just didn't care for it. It wasn't that competitive. I mm. played soccer and, like, uh, just... I was going to say, I league. did the rec league, too. Yeah, yeah. just a recreational fun. league. I did soccer up until, like, my high school. Like, like I just stopped right before high school. I did it up till high school, 
and then I kind of did it a little bit for indoor soccer during my freshman year of high school, mm-hmm. but I didn't. I was going to say, I stayed in the rec league all through high school. I did school soccer uh, freshman year, but then quit that. Yeah. I have one of my most badass stories from playing indoor soccer, from playing in that league. Well, where, did you feel like Harry Potter as a... Uh, no, a, I... Uh, no? Okay. Here, here's what happened. So if you're not familiar with indoor soccer, it is... A, indoors. Hey, it's soccer figure. with walls. Yeah, but there yeah. are walls. It's oh, like, oh, it's this like is, a, I remember this. Story. It's like yeah. hockey, yeah, but with soccer. Yeah, uh, in fact, they might even use the, no, do they use them for hockey? They might. The I, don't, season? I don't know. I have no idea. What I, I do know, soccer. though, is that the boards that surround the uh, soccer pitch are made of, like, uh, like composite board. Yeah, like, they're, they're, like, inch thick composite board no, maybe, maybe like three quarter inch it, it, it's it's thick enough that you can slam into it and it's not going to just crumble yeah basically. Um, usually you bounce off yeah so i was playing uh defense and i was charging someone who's in the corner quote unquote it's curved so there's yeah. no real corner but you know what i mean and i didn't stop in time <laughs> so the brakes were not working yeah no so i charged him i stopped him I didn't stop myself, and I put my knee through the wall. <laughs> like, there was a hole nice. where my knee went through it. And I was just so hopped up on adrenaline that I was like, okay, I'm good, I'm good. And my coach was like, get off the field. I'm like, no, 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 I'm okay. He's like, you're bleeding. Get off the yeah, field. Yeah, that's like one of the fields, these were AstroTurf, one of the fields that they redid was very, very, very sharp. So if you got, like, anywhere near it, you were basically going to get super rug burn or bleeding. Yeah. So, like, that that would happen to me frequently. It's like, I, you know, both of my knees would be bleeding, and the coach would be like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, it's, it's cool. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry about it. It would hurt a lot after the game, but it's like, yeah. don't don't worry about it. And be like, are you sure? Do you want to come up? And I'm like, it was stained socks. I'm like, it's, it's fine. Yeah. No, they, they made me come off the field and, like, go clean myself up yeah well duh yeah it's like yeah i played on through the blood <laughs> played through the blood yeah it was it was all right as long as the socks are like band-aids <laughs> kind of sure. more like gauze than band-aids whatever they're fuzzy <laughs> they're yeah. fuzzy but i'm excited because while i'm previewing this uh podcast or if you're listening later while i previewed the podcast yes uh i'm gonna be playing destiny because the new house of wolves expansion came uh, out. i think i'm just i'm not i'm not going back to destiny really yeah i'm just i don't, I don't know I just, I might. Uh, I'm good. I'm getting. There's really... so many games coming out here soon that I really want to play. I'm, I'm yeah. also excited for Witcher Three. Yeah, Witcher Three. I really want to play. I'm gonna wait for a while to see if how it plays out, and then like... all the early reviews I'm seeing. Oh yeah, it's it looks amazing. I've never played a Witcher. Should I play the old ones? I haven't played them either. But I mean, do you think that would be a worthwhile endeavor? Uh, I've heard good things. I don't I think it's necessary. I think I even own Witcher One because I think Steam had like I say like 99 cents. I was like, yeah, sure. Eh. So I, I think I own Witcher. <laughs> I want the Steam Summer Sale, and I don't want it all at the same time. Uh, it's going to hurt me. It's gotten to the point for me where I'm very selective. And, like, I'm very, very, like, is it under $5? Is Like, I'm, like, super cheap. I'm, like, <laughs> Steam Sale has to be, like, super worth it for me to buy anything. Yeah. That's how I got Bioshock Infinite was from that. So I thought I bought Bioshock Infinite. I remember uh, it was a, uh, what do you call it, uh, Black Burial Friday or whatever. Oh, okay. And I'm like out with uh, James, one of our friends, um, James and Unsa, and my wife. And we're just hanging out, and I like look on my phone, and I'm like, oh, Bioshock's on sale. I bought it. I thought it must have not gone through because it never got charged, and I looked on my Steam library, and I don't own it. Oh. 
Well, that's well, that sucks. So I thought I got it on sale, super sale, and, and I totally did not. Didn't. It'll go on sale I, again. I recommend getting the expansions with it. Yeah, yeah. that's why I It's a very it. different experience in the actual game, but it is very good. One game I did buy, and I just got done beating, was uh, Batman Arkham Origins. Uh, I heard that, that out of the Batman games, that is the low man on the totem pole. Um, It's not made by Rocksteady or whoever. Yeah, Rocksteady. Yeah, Rocksteady. It's not made by them, so that was my concern. That's why I didn't buy it originally. Uh, actually, now that it's been like patched so much, and it, it plays really well. The only thing is, it, it feels like... If I were to played it right after Arkham City, I probably would have been like meh because it's so similar. Mm-hmm. But the oh, story is, okay. is different enough. Like the story's really good. It's a whole like origin story of like Joker and Black Mask, and it does a really good job of like bringing in like how he meets these characters. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's it was fun to play. I'm excited for Arkham Knight. That looks that's so why I got good. it because I'm like so pumped for Arkham Knight. I was like, oh hey, this is on sale. Yeah. I think I got for like I'm so excited for it. And the requirements for that game apparently are going to be pretty ridiculous. Which is probably why I will get it on PS4 instead of the computer. Mm-hmm. Just to be safe. Just to Might be safe. Might as well play on something I know will run it. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead, hop into the topics of the week since William has to get moving at some point. Yeah, I mean, you have practice. It's true. I do. Someone had to find it more convenient to record on Tuesday. Boom! Hey, Riverhounds play tomorrow. Sorry, couldn't record on Wednesday. Mm. Open Cup, game one. You guys should come. What, when is it? Tomorrow. Seven something? I should seven. be awake Seven, seven in the p.m.? I should, be, I should be awake. We'll discuss. I will, we will discuss. give you more information offline. All right, cool. Air. Awesome. Air, offline, whatever. It's a podcast. It's Air. both. Mm. Moving on. What? Huh? Both these so are like am, the other. Am I going? Yeah, yeah. you're going. Okay. okay. I actually missed when that was established. So when he asked you, you were first literally about sitting topics. right there. Okay. You know what? Josh does this every week. I know, and I'm gonna gripe That's on both of you. That's why I'm making fun of you for it because usually it's me. So yeah. I'm just gonna pretend like I never do it. All right. So who geez. goes after him? Me. Who's on first? Thank God you actually remembered. Yeah, I went second. Duh. Mm. What am I talking about? <laughs> I, mean, I don't have a clue. <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually remember anymore either. All right. What do we got? All right. So Iron Giant. It's an, actually an old movie. It is. That some people might remember. I do. Vin Even Diesel played the Iron Giant. It's true. He, you know, I he, am Groot. I was going to say, <laughs> I just realized he totally had like credentials for being Groot. Yeah, he already played a giant. Just like grunting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway, so... Now I can do it too. <laughs> there's, this, there's this possibility that it might be coming back to theaters. Now, as a re-release or an entirely new thing? Uh, we're not sure. Okay. It, it, it's sort of that's one of the there are different options. That's one of the questions. So it, it okay. So Brad Bird, who also went on to do things like The Incredibles and Up and stuff like that. Really, that's incredible. Really, fuck you. <laughs> I don't have anything that I can legitimately throw at you without. I'll like, take that phone. <laughs> sure. <laughs> anyway, so he you know really awesome guy and basically he's saying you know. We want to do this, and here are a bunch of options to sort of provide flexibility. Like, it could be a Fathom event, it could go to IMAX, it could be like a 3D thing, whatever you really want. 
just let's make it happen. There has to be an audience for it. Is he doing this via like Kickstarter or Indiegogo? No, no, he's or... just like pitching this basically oh, okay. to 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 the movie people. And I think he... the studio wants to do it. Like, the, the, yeah, the studio about, does want to. I was do about it. to say, does he own the rights to it, or is the studio being like, hey, let's find out what's going Pretty on? Pretty much, it? from what I understand, the studio is just like, hey, we kind of yeah. want to do something like a re-release or like maybe an IMAX thing. The, or it's like... just been like sort of spinning but, around for the last couple of years. Okay, sort of but they wouldn't be doing do. something like reanimating. It recasting it, revoicing no. Oh, it. Oh no, no, no. I, I, okay, I, I that's, didn't what, know that's what you meant. Mean. Okay, gotcha. Essentially, it's going to be the same. Movie. I thought you meant more like a remastery of it. No, uh, no, no, no. It, it's okay. going to be more like, and I'm sorry, I'm saying this, and I hope it's not this bad. The special editions of Star Wars. Son of a bitch. Yeah, it, w- it would be. It would be a <laughs> lot. It would be a lot along those lines in terms of okay. updating it. Okay, but yeah, they're also giving like the the. The, the Fathom events and things like that for just to provide flexibility to let them... I have a question. I probably don't have an answer. What the fuck is a Fathom event? Okay, so Fathom what? is like... It's where they show it in theaters and then you can also watch it on your computer like at the same time. Or wait, no, that's a, that's a green room. That's a green room thing. Fathom is like... Isn't that just like a... Uh, essentially releasing it on theaters yeah, again? Like yeah, yeah. Okay. It's just like limited theater release, at like okay. selected places. It's sort of like a drive-in movie, except uh, not drive-in. It's just like here are five theaters that are playing it. Here are the places that you could yeah. go. If I think you the biggest to see thing this. about it was if they were to do it in 3D, that'll be the first time it was in 3D. Yes. It doesn't sound like they plan on like adding footage to it or anything. Like no, that. they're not going to oh, add okay, anything. They would just. Sort I of... have a better analogy. Sure. Lion King in 3D. Yes. yes, that would work. That would be exactly which I went and saw. Kind of thing. And I, did I not. didn't. Hate I it. think watching Iron Giant in IMAX could be pretty awesome. That would could be, be very cool. So cool. And again, it's just it's about you know making sure that the audience interest is there before they push yeah. forward with it. That's what they really want right now. But this made me kind of think like, what are some movies that like you would want to come back to theaters? Sort of the way you're talking about Lion King. Um, Lion King was for me, but I would have preferred it not in 3D. Right. You don't just, like 3D, that's right. I'm, not, right. A, I'm yeah. not a 3D fan. I would have just loved to see that back in theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd love to see the original cuts of Star Wars in theaters because I never got I was that say, We experience. never got that experience. The yeah. unspecialized edition. Yeah, like yeah. the original <laughs> I'd be I'd be down with a lot of like old Disney, like Aladdin in theaters yeah. again. That would be super cool. Yeah, I'd love to like see those things from my childhood that I kind of remember in my periphery. But I don't actually remember going to see. A lot of the old Disney was out before I was born, yeah. so definitely didn't see that. I, I for myself, I would be a lot of the sci-fi classics and fantasy classics. Like I would yeah, love to agreed. see Blade Runner back in theaters. I would love to see two thousand and one Space Odyssey. Back I, in the, what is it? The Last Navigator. Do you ever oh, watch the Last the la- Navigator? Wait, the Last Starfighter. Last no, Starfighter. There's the Last Starfighter, and then there's the last oh no, it's the Last Starfighter and just the Navigator. Right, yeah. The Navigator. Why do I remember the Navigator? I do not remember the Navigator. I'm pretty sure that's what, what it is. That but the last Starfighter was awesome. Yes, yeah, that no, was awesome. It was totally cheesy and I think awesome. they're working, isn't, weren't we talking about like a sequel to it might be happening? I'll have to look mm, into that. That was Blade Runner. Blade they were going to make a sequel yeah. for. Oh, okay. Mm. Um, one thing to keep in mind, like when you ask that question, like what I want to see is like a remastered version of it. I don't want sure. to just see like, because there's plenty of theaters out there that'll play like, they'll well, essentially I mean, I was check say, up like the the blu-ray onto we'll, we'll the be screen see, we'll probably see some or well, at least one this summer probably which you know th- that's fine yeah. but I, I, what i'm talking about is like original get the film back and like make it like pretty uh not like edited to make it look different completely just like pretty yeah, much yeah. just kind of guss it up a little bit yeah, a little bit yeah 
which would be awesome. Like, see it getting that much praise or, like, that much attention and making it into an event. Yeah. What do we got next? Well, concrete. This is a concrete topic. Yeah. 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 Solid. I decided to not go with those puns. The, we are going with these puns, so. These puns happened. I was, yeah. like, thinking about it. I'm like, you know what? No. In fact, I'm submitting my uh, my reasoning. I'm going to be doing it, yeah. My resolve. You're cementing your resolve? Yeah. 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 It's solid. Like a rock. Like a rock. Oh, like a rock. I think I think William's done. <laughs> Checking Rob's watch. Checking yeah, my watch. They're going to keep going. <laughs> no, okay. So specifically self he- self-healing concrete. And God, sounds, we need that here in Pittsburgh. I was going to oh, say, geez, yes. <laughs> Northeast the needs potholes. it. Well, the problem is that's asphalt. This is not... I although, do we make residential concrete? There might be a similar Probably process not. that would possibly let you, but I don't know. I think it's because it doesn't have I mean, as much as, Asphalt is technically a liquid. Exactly, which is why so, it works. It, it is more self-healing than concrete. Yeah, Usually. basically. It gives a little bit. Yeah. Just a little bit. Um, anyway, oh, so baby. how do Just you move. make self-healing concrete, hey, and why do you need to in the first place? Hey, William, what, uh, how do you make self-healing concrete? And why do you need to in the first place? Because it cracks. Me up? Cracks cracks me up? Going to bump you. <laughs> I don't know why. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. No. no. Basically, um... Plants like to get into concrete in really interesting ways and just sort of find growing room where there shouldn't really be. I want to go here. Yeah, basically. And then the ruins are notorious. Be like, hey, look, I'm going to just land right in the right spot. Exactly. And then you wouldn't think so. That's just by sheer numbers. They just throw a bunch of things at the equation and hopefully one sticks. Yeah, pretty much. And then eventually cracks grow and, and your concrete is ruined. But... There, there is a way around this. Basically, a guy went to a scientist um, named Yonkers, I think. J-O-N-K-E-R-S, but I think it's Yonkers. Um, and said, hey, can we make self-repairing concrete using bacteria? And he went, well, let me think about it. And then he like he, he, hit, he hit the science for a while and came back with... Science, 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 science. Yeah, basically, um, he came back with the... He figured out using uh, the bacteria bacillus... Don't know what it what that means. What I'm it is. gonna guess that it has something to do with a basilisk. It has nothing to do with basilisk. It's but spelled, it has to do with stew. Well, no, but it's spelled B A C I L L I U S or U uh, S. Bacillus. No. I don't know. Is this gonna be on the facilis? The syllabus. No, but it that will be on the test. Joke. Eh, fair enough. Anyway, so what this bacteria does is basically. He had to find something that was super durable and that would live for a while before activated because concrete, you don't need it instantly and it needs to stay there for a while. Mm-hmm. So basically, it has to be water activated pretty much because it's like, oh, there's water here. I should do something about the crack that let the water in. Right. Right. Okay. So he, he, he went and found the bacteria and what it does is it, to, and then you need a food source, something that wouldn't, um, num, 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 it num, wouldn't num, num. weaken the concrete. Right. So we, he figured out that calcium lactate would work. And basically, it's related to lactic acid when I looked it up. Okay. Um, but anyway, so water comes in, activates like the capsules of the bacteria. Basically, it says, you know, wake up, whatever. The bacteria wakes up, consumes the, the, uh, the, the food source, and converts it into limestone, which fills the cracks. 
so there it's self-healing in the aspect that it's essentially just making more. Yeah, basically. It's, it, yeah, and it, it's making it doesn't more. make it so much that it expands and forces the crack apart? No. Interesting. Well, I, I guess it just sort of like merges with the surrounding stone. Hmm. So, yeah. Interesting. I don't know exactly how that works, but it does. Well, that's a cool thing. And I guess even if it did force it apart, it would still be stone. I, I, I so suppose. So I, I, I don't, I don't uh, yeah. It, it would bulge eventually. I was going to sure say. It's such a slow process that it probably, we're talking like, I think it's not so. like it's going to like double its size in like a year. Say, it's not like a that. sponge. It's, it's not like soaks up water, becomes sponge four times the size in 60 seconds. Oh, that would be kind of interesting. It makes limestone. Yeah. Inside the limestone. So different types of rock, essentially, at that point. Well, stone. Well, sure. I, I mean, yeah, again, it's a, it's a little unsure how, it, how like, really the, real, cool idea. the real ramifications of it, but it works to a certain degree, and it's, probably, and it's more efficient than having to replace the concrete every so often when it breaks. I imagine for small little, like, cracks and that kind of stuff, it, exactly, it's yeah. much more efficient. Now, I'm sure, like, you know... You're not going to just let it sit there if it's like a giant... It will still have a life cycle, yes. Yeah. Very cool. Life cycle. It's kind of cool. Yeah. So, you want me to go on? Do you want me sure, to... Sure, why not? I don't one know. more topic. I've got, I've got a Hit little Hit us with thing. another one. Hit you with a, a, a fish? A warm-blooded fish? Yeah, exactly. At so, least it won't be cold and slimy. Well, it'll. it's only 41 degrees Celsius, so it's not cold, but it's not... Warm. I was promised a warm-blooded fish. Okay, fine. It's warm-blooded fish. Get over it. Anyway, so they, they found this. It it's called. It be a warm-blooded fish. It's called the opa or the moonfish. Opa. opa. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say. Let's just make this. Get that. Get that away. Opa. I had but, that again. Or, or that the moonfish. No, you didn't. Basically. Opa lopa. No. 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 Warm-blooded fish. Anyway. Anyway. Basically, anyway. the scientists so. took a gill sample from this fish and figured out that there were. Um, Blood vessels that go or you know take blood to the to the gills, bring it back, but it uses a warming cycle where it, it, what was it called? It's called counter current counter current heat exchange, where basically the blood going out meets mm-hmm. the blood coming in, mm-hmm. and basically this promotes it has a higher metabolism, so it like it's kind of constantly moving its fins to to burn energy and and move faster. So it's actually a pretty efficient predator etc it moves faster it's just the first fish we've found that does this kind of thing so it's um, the first warm-blooded fish we've yeah, ever seen exactly I, this implies that there might be other ones and it's not really like a huge like platypus level thing it's just a fish that is kind of interesting because it does stuff that normally fish don't do sharks have and other predators like that have something that's called like limited warm bloodedness, mm-hmm. where they where it helps them move around in cold water and in the shallows. But this is this is like the next step gotcha. a- along that chain. So so how big is it? It's not that big. And where is it? I don't know where it is. It's a regular sized fish. It's not so, like a... yeah. It's a regular sized fish. The thing is, you wouldn't be able. Can it eat me? No. No. Well, I mean, very slowly. It would take um... a while. <laughs> Are you moving? <laughs> Are you in the water? <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, okay, so it probably won't eat you, but I guess if you stayed around for a while, it might. Okay. It, it might nibble um, you to death. Yeah. If you think about it, piranhas kind of nibble you to death. Except for they nibble you to death with teeth. There's a lot of them. Yeah. They but take yeah. big chunks. So, so, yeah, it's just... 
it, it's kind of an interesting interesting fish, and that that, that that's pretty much it. Because, an interesting fish. Yeah, and we'll see where it goes. I, I assume that we'll find other fish that do this, and I don't know, maybe make a new classification for and them. And then God laughs at us all. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. You thought you had this shit figured out. <laughs> yeah. Platypus. But you don't. But you don't. Platypus, yeah. All right, well, let's jump in. Let's see, you got more. You just verbed platypus. You've been platypus. You just you done, been, done pla- been platypus. Per platypus. Perplexed I was trying to see if it would work. Eh, it doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, we're moving on. Um, Suplexedipus. I don't think that counts for Supergirl. Dr. Octagonopus. No, Dr. Octopus isn't on. What? That's the wrong. That's even. That's the wrong universe. Oh my can't do that. I mean, no, no, it's Doctor Octagonopus. It's different. Oh, I think I said Doctor Octopus. My bad. No, no. Doctor Octagonopus. I don't, I don't know what that is. He's a fire and he's laser. I, what we'll show you later. It, it's don't empty. worry about. Okay, cool. It. Anyway, hey guys, I don't know if you remember, but we talked about a while ago that they're making a Supergirl TV show. I do I remember. Vaguely remember this thing. Uh, interesting enough, this is the first superhero show in a long time that's going to be on a mainstream network, CBS. Mm. So unlike Arrow and Flash and all those, this is actually on a non-cable channel, Mm. which is kind of a big deal. And because of that, the show kind of looks like it's made more for a mainstream audience than Flash or Arrow, which has some people really up in arms. I will fight you. So the first preview of the show came out. It was like six minutes long. Did a really good job of showing you kind of like what the show is going to be like. Do you think that it is covering like all the plot points of the first season, or is this just a? It's it's definitely taste. more than the first episode because we, we we go full on from hey I'm a normal girl and have a normal job I'm an intern I'm a in Bobby New York. Girl in a bu- no. Well, no, that's that's one of the issues is some people feel like the show was a little bit too typical stereotypical rom-com girly mm-hmm. tv show and it's like well we want our superhero to be super super instead of you know like oh i can't carry all this coffee in these papers at one time how can i hold all this coffee some people have called it like uh devil wears prada meets super or meets the flash like stuff mm. like that mm. i personally think people are overreacting i think the trailer for this was actually Okay, it's hard to right. tell from a six-minute you know synopsis where it just seems like it's showing you bits from everything. Yeah, I'm I'm hesitant to give it the seal of approval without seeing more of it. Oh no, no, no! This is not a seal of approval. I'm just saying I don't think it's gloom and doom. Y- yes, William. I just like seal of approval. Okay, it's a cute seal. It's a cute seal. Yeah, you know, with the just, thumbs up the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> just it's a, the the approving seal. Yeah, I just you know I'm sorry. Like you really are sleep like, deprived. I'm not. I'm just in a you know. He's in a a. I don't know what to call it right now. You, you seem like you're just floating on cloud nine. I'm not. There, like nothing particularly happy has been happening. I'm just you know not in a bad mood. Hey, <laughs> not in a bad mood. So what are you? What do you think is going to be a high point for this? From what you've seen, I think they have the opportunity to bring a superhero show to the mainstream, like in TV form. Because I don't feel like we've done that. Because I don't think I don't feel like Gotham's that. Gotham's a little bit more for the comic book base, like kind of it's playing to that audience. This is going to bring in more like the mainstream, just in general. Mm. Like people who don't usually watch superhero shows are going to watch this. 
I would probably make this more akin to Lois and Clark. Yeah, that's what I was about yeah. to uh, mention. But it has the potential because it's written by the same people that made Arrow and The Flash. So it's not like this is I was like... I say, it's not... Just, this is not necessarily... Is it going to be part of that same universe? It's the same. They're owned by the same parent company. CBS is owned by Warner So you'd Brothers. think they maybe? So it's very, very, very possible. The only problem I see with that is, in this trailer, they mention Superman a lot. Never by name, mind you. They're always like, my cousin. Oh, cousin. I was her like, cousin him. is Superman. Right. So they, they say, your cousin or, you know, my cousin a lot. Um, which I think is kind of like funny. funny. It's, yeah. you know, it's like they're recognizing that he's a real person, but they're not mm-hmm. like ever coming out and being like, hey, Superman. Um, yeah. Which also makes me wonder if he's going to make an appearance in the show. I was going to say, because that would... Yeah, they show a brief yeah. moment where you just see like his outline and like him reaching down to like, I don't know what he was doing, but it just made it look like he might show up. And uh, also Dean Kane, who, if speaking of Lois and Clark, he played he was the Clark. Original. Oh, yeah, he was. He's Superman. in this as he is? like, uh, yeah. They showed up. I think he's supposed to be like her adoptive parents or something like that. Okay, like he's not going to be a main character. That's funny, but it's kind of cool that they did a callback. Mm. They had done a lot of changes to this universe. For example, um, something I was happy with. They actually decided to make Jimmy Olsen. Uh, black instead of white, which I oh, feel like there needs to be more diversity in these old comics because they were all just a bunch of white people. Yeah, oh, yeah. back in the day. Yeah. J- Jimmy Olsen was a really weird ginger. Yes. Yeah. Now the thing I don't like that they did with Jimmy Olsen is instead of making him nerdy, he seems like he is like this buffed up guy who's all dreamy. I was like, what? Huh? That's so. Not so Jimmy. they ma- so they made him the buff romantic. Yeah, like the first time Supergirl. Um, I just forgot her name in the show. Kara. Yeah. Oh, because it's um, yeah, yeah, it's Kara. Uh, the first time she sees him, she's all like swooning over him, which is why a lot of people are like, "Oh, rom com." Well, I mean, didn't Supergirl and Jimmy in the comics? Nah, mm. I mean, not normally no i don't don't even remember but something to keep in mind is this is supposed to be like him after he was superman's like friend and he moved to another city and now he's like moved on and he's like supposed to be more supposed to be more competent yeah so i guess it could be okay but they better make flashbacks or like talk about him being a nerdy little kid because yeah no that's important i feel like that was part of his personality of the verse that's all jimmy but besides that um i did think the show looks like it has a lot of Potential has a lot of good actors in it, mm. and they. I mean, it's mainstream, so you have to make it somewhat mm-hmm. appealing to everyone. You yeah, can't just make it all like I agree. Nerd-tastic. It can't be just all be you know comic book stuff. And after that, that six minute trailer, they had another trailer that was like a regular like you know preview type of trailer mm. that was a lot more action packed. That looked a lot cooler. It, mm-hmm. She's in her super girl outfit pretty quickly, so it's not like this is going to be like Smallville where it's like leading up to her putting on the suit. Oh, it's okay. like, nope, she's in the suit. She's Supergirl. Cool. Well, that's that, probably because they already did that with Smallville and they'd like well, that, doing like, the same kind nowadays, of Nowadays, like, we're used to superhero movies and TV shows, so it's not like a big deal. Well, exactly. During yeah. Smallville, it's like, oh, it's going to look weird. A guy in a in leotard. Yeah. <laughs> so, so something slightly off topic, but still superhero related. All right. Have you guys seen the rumor of who is going to be doing taking on Spider-Man? Yeah, uh, yes. what's his name from Ender's Game? Asa yeah. Butterfield. Yeah, he. I think it was perfect. Having that young of a Spider-Man is going to be awesome. He's not that say, young he's, anymore. He's like 19. That's still pretty young. Peter Parker was supposed to be 16. Yeah, but in the movies, we haven't had that young of a Spider-Man. I was going to say, we've never uh, had an actor. How, how old was Garfield when he started it? 
I thought he was 20s. still in his 20s. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, we haven't had an actor nearly that Tobey Maguire felt like he was in his 30s the whole time. Like, it's just Tobey Maguire. Uh, yeah. yeah he, like, he wasn't. The he youngest was, he was was like 27. And like, he always looked older. You're than not me. in high school. Yeah, like, I'm dude, sorry. Come on. Seriously? But I think that the the idea of the lanky kind of nerd, I think Asa can definitely do. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm super excited for that because he is, one, a good actor, and two... I'm excited for a very young super or a very young Spider-Man. I think it'd yeah. be really interesting. Yeah. So I, I just on the to- topic no, of cool. superheroes. Um, but yeah, so the show's coming out here soon. Supergirl is. I'm excited for it. Just if nothing else, to see what they do with a mainstream superhero. Movie. Right. Um, so moving on to kind mm-hmm. of a TV show topic. Kind of. So we've all watched playthroughs of games. Yes. It's kind mm-hmm. of a very common thing, especially on YouTube. You see mm-hmm. playthroughs. Let's plays, so on and so exactly. forth. Exactly. This guy, what he decided to do was instead of doing a regular let's play, he wanted to turn the game into a mini series. So what he did was he took Last of Us. Mm. And which is already arguably, very cinematic. It is mm-hmm. very very cinematic. And what he did with it is he turned it into I believe a 9-hour mini series. And he would, instead of just showing you gameplay, mm. he would cut parts that were just, like, too gamey. He would make it more like he was directing a movie mm. and using elements of The Last of Us for that movie. So he wouldn't make it... He didn't leave in every single story beat because it was mm. too bloated, too all over the place. Because when you're playing a video game, you have plenty of time to yeah, explore different storylines. Yeah. So in this one, he made it very more driven by the main story. Mm. by the main plot he still left in some gameplay but sure. he made it look more cinematic he would i think he was saying for every 30 minute or hour long episode he would spend about 30 hours on wow. in game because he would have to like redo every scene to get like the ai to react right yeah. to get the cameras right to do multiple camera angles so he was doing a lot of machinima work it was essentially machinima but unlike most most I was machinima say, he doesn't see, have the capabilities of of actually manipulating all of the exactly shots. well that and he wasn't making his own story within their story right which yeah. is what mostly machinima is just mm-hmm. using it as almost like a uh, animation mechanic yeah most um, famously red versus blue exactly it's probably the most well known machinima project out there yeah uh, he called it a cinematic playthrough which I thought was a really cool I hope I to say that up. seems like I hope this becomes a thing like people making cinematic playthroughs of games I mean I would hope so but the thing is as you said 30 hours for every episode that's... and he said that it was 9 hours in total so that's 270 hours that's a yeah, lot of yeah. work some took longer some took shorter depending on like how much story Th- that's beats that's a lot were. of work to, for just a for just a hobby yeah and admittedly time, a lot of yeah. people do put I mean I can't really, I can't really complain about this given that I streamed thir- like forty hours in the last five days or something like that. Yeah, like this like, is I his, I, his I was passion. Say, I can't, I can't knock this guy for putting that much time and, into something this. Cool. And he's going to college for game design. His name um, is Grant Vogtel, V O E G T L E, Vogue tool, probably. Yeah, something like that. Um, if we'll you, go with it. If you search on YouTube, Last of Us Cinematic Playthrough, you'll see it. I mean, it, it's... It, I have it on my playlist. I haven't watched I wanna, all of it. I, I want to check this out, yeah. I'm really interested to have non-gamers watch it. Like, yeah. I want to, like, put it on, like, a TV show. Be like, hey, we're watching an episode of Last of Us. Yeah. Here's the first episode of Last of Us. And see, like, explain, like, it's animated. You know, it's mm-hmm. a cartoon type of thing. And seeing if people can watch it and appreciate it for a 
movie or TV show, mm-hmm. not for a game. And that was something I think that Last of Us did very well, was blurring that line between cutscene and gameplay. Yeah. yeah. So I think that it this is a game that lends itself well to this style. Not all games are going to be this good. I feel like you could do it with more than... are going to. Not, though. Like, I'm not saying every game. Mm. Like, obviously, some of the more, like, downloadable type of games where you're just... Right. There's not really a story, per se. But, like, yeah. I'm imagining you could do something really cool with, like... Uh, well, Batman, obviously, is an easy one. Batman, Arkham games. Right, right. Because sure. those are already very cinematic. I, I almost feel like you need a game with a certain density of cutscene. An open-worldness, I think, an open helps, too. Yeah. So, like, Assassin's Creed, you could do this with easily. Sure, um, yeah. All, the all hard the... part with those games is making it so you can blend the cinematic moments with the gameplay moments. Yeah. Which, I think, that's why I say open-world, because you have more control over what mm-hmm. it looks like, what mm-hmm. happens. Um, but games where it's pretty much just... You know, linear gameplay. It, that's much harder to cut together to make it into a Agreed. movie. Yeah. I don't know. I'm excited for this idea. Check it out. Uh, cinematic playthrough. Last cool. of Us. Very cool. Um, I'm gonna talk about something sciency this week. Ooh. Oh, I talked about video but. games. You talked about science. Uh, William, no. you stayed on your science science yeah. kick. Um, what I'm gonna well, talk about? Well, I talked about... about a movie. You did. There, there was a movie. Huh? Gi- Iron Giant. Iron Giant. Uh, 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 that was the thing. I, I suck at this game. Warm blood, fish, and concrete. That's why I remember. Anyway, what I, I want to talk about game. is uh, a young gentleman by the name of Raymond Wang from Canada. Canada? Canada. Okay. Um, who is the ripe old age of 17, has won the International Science and Engineering Fair, which took place last Friday here in Pittsburgh, believe oh. it or not. I didn't know that. Yeah, the finals took place here. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, Yeah, it was really cool. Um, So he came down from Canada to present his project that he had been working on. Uh, It's something that he's been researching since December. Only since December. That's pretty uh, That's like three months. Fast turnaround. Yeah. Um, And what he was doing research on was the idea of airflow in cabins of airplanes. Okay. Mm -hmm. He was inspired to do the research on this because of the hype and uh, fear around the Ebola virus, sure, which cannot be transmitted via air. However, Don't things like uh, H1N1 and the SARS virus can be. Or just the common, common cold. cold. Or the common cold. Yeah. Um, and so he spent, a bug. Uh, he spent a long time creating a very high-resolution uh, model of the uh, a Boeing 737 mm. um, and looked at the air currents that were generated within that cabin. And what he found was there are generally two kind of eddies of air that happen. Mm. Um, There are the eddies of air that happen in uh, going across the plane and then going up and down the plane. Sure. And what it really comes down to is, in layman's term, if someone sneezes, it's going everywhere. Yeah, that's the, that's like, you know how they have like the little air blowers on the top? Like, I won't turn those on. Yeah. So. F that, I'm not getting that. Ugh. Yeah, and, I mean, it is all recycled air anyway, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it is, it, it doesn't have a very good uh, cleanliness to it. And he discovered that people in the aviation industry aren't really looking into this as a thing of importance. So he decided to take it upon himself and taught himself fluid dynamics and a bunch of other stuff. This three is like, months. Yeah. Yeah. 17. Yeah. Build a model. Mm-hmm. If you really want something. Well, it earned him 75K. I'm lazy. 
Yeah. Well, you don't want to do this. Not stuff that this also isn't his you. first like foray into this kind of thing. Yeah. Um. He he really likes inventing his own stuff, and he wants to go to school for engineering and for business. I'm pretty sure he just won a full ride to somewhere. Yeah. Anyway, what he found is that he was able to design little fins that can be retrofitted into the existing air fil- uh, air systems of airplanes. Okay. Relatively. Uh, Easily and relatively inexpensively for about a thousand dollars per plane, Not you bad. can fit these fins, and it basically creates a little air bubble for each person. Huh, yeah, okay. And what it found is that he was able to increase the rate of uh, fresh air in airplanes by a hundred and ninety percent. Holy crap! And it cut down on the concentration of germs by a factor of 55. Yeah, nice. So, Very you know, nice. little things. So, like, the person at the front of the plane wouldn't get the person at the back of the plane sick. Uh, it might it's still, still but potential, it's, but well, it is significantly less likely. As it likely. is right now, if one person is sick, that, that germ, those germs are going to get spread to pretty much everyone. Exactly. Relatively fast. It, it, it is a relatively quick process. I will agree with that. So now, with this whole idea... Now, what I understand is if there's a bubble of... Each person has their own bubble of air. Mm. How is it fresh air? If you just... Well, it, it's still able still to kind of... Because yeah. air expands to occupy the meant... volume of the space yeah. it's in. Yeah. Um, As does any gas. Uh-huh. Well, yes, but I, I, I think it's the, the idea of the fresh air is the bubble. Gotcha. So I, I think it's also just making the airflow of the entire cabin more efficient. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not just kind of eddying around. Because what the eddying will do is actually keep stagnant air or keep <laughs> air that has been already infected quote-unquote in one place mm-hmm. while in the time space continuum is he now and this is his couch is it yes <laughs> yes don't worry about it making a really nerdy reference yeah it was um so it improves the airflow which allows that those eddies to be broken up and that means that it will make it so that it's not just stagnant air mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in a plane awesome. which will be nice yeah. Yeah. Hopefully if it, if it this actually happens, gets adopted. Um, he's already yeah. seeking a patent, so that part's already that, taken care I of. Hope so. I would uh, think you'd hope for well, whatever. I mean, I think he's already in the process, which means that it can't be grabbed. Well, that and the fact that he's gotten some exposure for this invention, I'm pretty sure someone can be like, just, I invented it, be like, bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I made this. Take. No, I made this. I made this. <laughs> um, I, I can't remember exactly what the... There were two second place finishers. Each of them got 50k. Still pretty respectable. Not bad. Yeah, not too shabby. Um, one of them was another Canadian, and one of them was a Texan. And okay, I this was when I read it, I was like, oh, this is kind of stereotypical. That the Texas student made a device to help fix oil wells that were experiencing problems. You know what? That's still good. It's still, because that it is, is still say, very, very solving problems that are relevant oh, to I remember you. What the other one was mm. the other one was a incredibly inexpensive way to test for HIV. Nice. So that was something. That was a, a another way okay to improve that. the world. So those are the second place finishers. Um, very very cool stuff. And again, the fact that it happened here in Pittsburgh that was pretty cool for me. I was like, hey, this was a thing that happened here. That's pretty awesome. So, local news. Yeah. Thing I don't watch on TV. Uh, we don't have TV. Exactly. Well, you know what else say... what we're not going to have on TV? Hmm. Anything. Reality TV. Woo! If Netflix and Hulu have anything to say about it. Yeah. I found this super interesting. I found this super exciting. So, so let's talk about it. They have Netflix came out in their uh, 
quarterly earnings and one of the gentlemen who does research on basically what should they be airing or what should they be producing in terms of content and he said well the people that watch the stuff on here really want high quality entertainment they yeah, want well scripted stuff they don't want low budget reality tv it's just not interesting to them and that makes sense because when you're looking at something like hulu or something like netflix you're relying on rewatchability yeah being able to go back and either binge on a show and then watch it again and again and again or that you're just going and you know having a nostalgia moment and watching the same show repeatedly mm -hmm. i've done that with the west wing a couple of times i love the show i go back and i watch it every so often I'm not going to go back and watch Survivor Season 1. I don't care. Not I even would only do it as a sociology experiment. Right. The thing is that networks love this shit, and they have for the past you know, 15, 20 years, because it is low budget to make and very high return, because it got people watching in droves. Yeah. But we're moving away from that model. We're moving away from the sitting around the a one and TV box and watching a show. Now it is consuming media on your personal device, on your computer, on your tablet, on your phone. We're moving away from that sitting down and consuming at a large TV. The way I feel cool. about it is it's kind of like how we see 24-hour news mm -hmm. kind of having to do a lot of filler. Reality yeah. shows are really just that filler for network television. Pretty I mean, much. They need stuff constantly to fill in those gaps in between their good shows. They're they're, you know, the ones they're actually putting money into. So right. that's all that's all reality TV is, is filler and then it's great for like when you turn on the TV and there's always something has to be on, hey, it's gonna be a reality show. Yeah. Or a talk show. Because that's cheap. You just yeah. get it out the door. So it makes sense that we're moving to digital, so we're moving to catered experiences where we only watch what we want to watch instead of whatever's on at the time. Yeah, of course we're not going to watch reality TV. So I was very excited to see that this is the trend that Netflix is seeing, and hopefully that means that this is the trend that cable TV will try and follow suit with because they have to keep up. They have to be doing something to mm -hmm. compete with Netflix, mm -hmm. to compete with Hulu, to compete with any of the digital space Pretty that's coming anything. out now. Yeah. I, I honestly don't think they can fall. I don't, because you can't constantly have expensive TV on TV. Like, making new shows constantly. I agree with constantly. that. You can't have the budget that they would throw at, mm -hmm. you know, a, a TV show like Supergirl. You know, that is because they have a budget that they can work with on it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, you can do good shows for relatively inexpensive cost. Oh, sure. I go back to Scrubs. Scrubs was a show that I don't think had a very high budget besides the actors that were on it. I would say it. the cost for making a show like Scrubs is still way higher than a reality show. I agree, because yeah. you're having to pay talent as opposed to getting, you know, And you still people. have to pay like a lot of location fees, a lot of fees for the editors and that kind I of think stuff. They, I think they actually owned that hospital. It was, um, it was a closed yeah, hospital. Yeah, I just meant like you had to buy the hospital to begin with. Right. Yeah. Um, there, there, there are still costs that are, are yeah. there, and I completely understand that, but I, yeah. I still think that when you compare that to something like um, CSI or... Oh, yeah. Those, those shows have a lot bigger budget. I would agree with that. Yeah, and I think that you can definitely still have good stuff and not have as massive as a budget as we're seeing in other places. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, 
But I, I was just excited to see that this could be the trend. And, um, yeah, I, I mean, once I cut the cable or cut the cord, like I, I honestly don't remember really the last reality reality show I watched. I people watch cooking reality shows. Yeah, a lot I guess now. I, I think I watched yeah. Comic Book Men for a while, like the I, Kevin Smith Comic that. Book Men. Well, that's because it was Kevin Smith, and yeah, it was comic yeah. books. You know yeah, what I mean? Like okay. I'll watch documentaries, obviously, which I guess is kind of like reality. Though. No, yeah, but that's that's sort of. information as opposed to reality TV, which is. More just living in the life of, like, mm. hey, look yeah, at this, per- this how this person reacts to this stuff. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. is not as fun. But anyway, um, I think we should wrap up, though, for the week so William is not completely rushed to get yeah, to That's all right. That's probably a good idea. And, I appreciate it, though. Yeah. And I'm going to get editing and go play House of Wolves. And I'm going to go eat to. food because I have not eaten dinner yet. Oh, I'm sorry. Nom nom. I had a donut. I get food after Rowan. It's cool. Row, they feed row, you? Row, yeah. your boat. Ah, yeah. What do they feed you? Is it like lemon sli- or orange mm. slices and juice packs? Boxes. No, it's a, it's actually like cooking things. Oh. Like the burger variety, etc. Burger variety. Yeah. I'll let you know what it is. I don't actually know. Do they cook it on the rowboat? Yes, on the boat. On we the do, boat we, again? Row. We, we, row, we just... Flip. We just... Row. <laughs> We just tow the grill behind the boat. Yeah, that's, that's we gotta cool. go. We gotta go fast enough so it stays up out of the water because it's on and skis. hydroplanes. Yeah. Can we go like inner tubing and like just like hold on to the boat? I mean, with my six pack of beer, obviously. <laughs> we uh, should go find a lazy stomach. river. Yeah, we right? should. We should find one of those. That'd be fine. It seems like a lot of sun. I mean, yeah, you have to wear sunscreen yes. and make sure it's like you don't get too Read hot. Read sunblock. Yeah, <laughs> it's SPF lots. We are all SPS also lots. very pale. Yeah. And with yes. that. Well played, gentlemen. Good game. GG. Oh, I was going to say, you should say well played. Well, like, well really? played. Good show, sir. Cheerio. Good game. Thank you. Bye. Good, good. Why do you have to sound like a moron? <laughs> I just said GG. I just. No, you said a guttural noise. I sounded out GG. Good, good. Good, good, Rob. Good, good. I work with idiots. Just keep it rocking. A minor, A minor, A minor. I don't know. We're not paying for this. Good, good.